Hi, my name is Gordon and some amazing people and I started a church. Through many years of prayer and waiting, we feel God is calling us to empower people to make disciples in every neighborhood. This is our story. Hey everyone, I am so excited that you chose to click on this podcast and join us on this journey. It is day 36 of us launching this church, and for most of the podcast, I'd like to recap what we did in the gathering in the morning, and then also talk a little bit about what we learned or what might be going on with some of the vision or just some of the things that we've talked about in the past as well. And so today, again, it's day 36. We are in Romans 5. If you want to just keep along, we're just going through one week at a time in Romans for what we talk about and what we study. But one of the great things that we do in most house churches or starting churches or even small groups or life groups, when there is a setting of people gathering, food has to be part of that gathering. And we meet at the Mejia home uh, with Ryan and Kara, and they do a great job of just like (laughs) preparing food and getting that organized. And it's so awesome because we are relationship focused in a lot of what we do. And that's weird to say because you you talk about other churches and yes, sometimes they might not be relationship focused, whether you believe it or not. And we believe that a lot of that happens to do at the table and a lot of that has to do with food. And so it's a great way to kind of just start the morning and kind of, you know, let your guard rails down, uh, let your walls down and just eat some good food and talk about things. And that really just helps. That helps build the relationships. It helps you not walk into a, a church or a study and you're just like, hey, everyone, I'm here. What do we do? What do we start? And so that's what we do every single week. We eat something, whether it's a snack or full on breakfast. And um, just really encouraging. So I want to encourage you guys to do that um, in your small group settings. Also, we sang some songs. Uh, and and this particular week, uh, God, I think, met us again in a different way where um, it's the idea that God meets us and where we're at in that moment and and speaks to us in different ways and lays things on our heart as we process the, the word. And, and today we're talking about relationships and one relationship in specific, um, the one we have with God, that vertical relationship, but then also how that plays out horizontally among other church members and other relationships that we have in work and school and family. And so uh, we sang some songs and we were able just to connect with God in that way. And then also we, we talked about Romans 5 and Kara led us in that conversation and she really helped us uh, connect with that idea of that Jesus changed it all. I think in the beginning of Romans 5 here, I'm just going to read it because I think it's worth it. It starts off by saying, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, by faith, we have been made right. (laughs) I'm just recapping that. We have been, been made right in God's sight by faith, by nothing else. We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, uh, our, I have to turn the page, Lord has done for us. So there's no other way that we can be made right in God's eyes than putting our faith in Jesus Christ. And that's what we believe. And even if you go to Romans 6, later it says, For the wages of sin is death, but a free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And it's the idea that it's not a, a physical death. It's the idea of separation between the fellowship of God for all eternity. You believe in Jesus you believe that he came and he died on the cross, and that's what this—it's saying that the belief and the faith in that is a free gift of God and for eternal life, for for us to connect with God forever, and that will last forever. And if not, the wages of sin, because Adam brought sin into the world, we are all human, 
and we all sin. And that's death, and that's the separation from God. And being separated from God um, will lead to hell. And so we talked about this relationship, right? We talked about how this one relationship, this one relationship that that God sent his son down, Jesus, who couldn't do anything without the Father's guidance, who prayed a lot, did those things, died on the cross to take the sin on of the world so that we could be made right with God. And then he left and, and left his Holy Spirit for those who believe this faith. So then we can act out and do greater things than what Jesus did as far as spreading the message of Jesus to connect with God to the world. And so as we pursue that with the Father, um, we focus on that relationship. We try to get closer and closer to him every day. But what happens is not only is there Jesus, but there's the church. And in the Bible, it talks about how Jesus is the groom and the church is the bridegroom. That relationship. You can't love Jesus if you don't love the church. And I think a lot of people have a problem with other Christians or the church. And it's sad because human by, by nature is sinful, right? That's what I'm saying here is that Adam introduced sin at the very beginning. And all of a sudden, every human is a sinner. We have the same responsibility that Adam does. Where We're not perfect. We need a savior. And so understanding that we need a savior, God also says that Jesus is the bride and we are the bridegroom. We are to be unified. We reflect Jesus when Christians pursue unity. I think that says that somewhere in Ephesians more specifically. But so we are responsible for creating relationships. And so, well, why are relationships so important? Well, we know that like our immediate relationships and best friends, we can, you know, go to ball games or go to coffee or go to whatever with, and that's fun. But the idea of growing close and being unified will prove to the world that we are Christians and that we, we love others. And when, some, when people are so unified about something, you, you, you take notice. You're like, why is that group special? What are they getting together for? And what's so powerful about that? And that's what God wants. He wants to show off his glory and his power through the church. And so when we pursue relationships, we get accountability out of that. We get love. We get friendship. We know life is hard and we need to lean on people. And we also can have people teach each other about life, teach each other about scriptures, teach each other about how to raise a family. And so as we grow closer to God, we also need to grow closer to others in different ways, especially the body. And and what happens is as we're sinful, especially church leaders and church members, everyone is sinful. We hurt other people sometimes knowingly and sometimes unknowingly. And just by, again, the definition of human is sin, we disappoint others. And so God teaches us what forgiveness looks like. And we need to to apply that to our relationships, right? We need to apply that to almost everything in life where we have grace for others, peoples, and we need to forget them. Forgive them. I say forget. I'm so sorry. That was weird. (laughs) I hope that made you chuckle. (laughs) No, we need to forgive people, give them grace, Uh, I'm sorry. I just, uh, I think that was really funny. Um, I didn't mean to do that, but we need to, we need to forgive others in that process is what I'm saying. And so as we are looking to fellowship with God, we're looking to forgive others, to reconcile people, to be unified with the church body, to have relationships with other people. The power of that can go so far. Jesus wants us to be unified. The devil wants us to break our unity. He wants people to be hurt by the church. He wants people to run away from the church. He wants people to hate the church. 
He wants relationships to break and marriages to end and to destroy uh, the church. And so every time that happens, uh, you know, side note, don't let the devil win in that way. And so as we look toward pursuing relationships, especially new people, and, and part of our church believes that uh, we need to be intentional, especially in our neighborhoods, because there's an, an element where we're in it with those people, right? You, you, you buy a house and you want to be there for years, hopefully. And so the people around you, you may or may not know, but they may or may not know Jesus. And uh, number one, like you want them to know Jesus. And number two, if they don't, still, they're your neighbors. Like reach out and love them, serve them. And so that's something that I'm growing over time learning where, you know, whether whether someone comes to Jesus or not, that's one thing that's a great thing. But another thing, just the power of relationships and being there for people is really important too. I think sometimes people view evangelism as a like a tally mark. And when someone doesn't accept Christ, they move on to the next person. And, and that's not what Jesus is saying. He's saying love everybody all the time, no matter what. And so part of what I want to just help with help you with at the end here, if you're listening still and and um, you're just encouraged, like, I don't, I don't even know any of my neighbors, and I don't know what to do about that, and you want me to build relationships with people, and I don't have time for that. Well, here's, here's kind of how we started more intentionally and, and something to think about. Number one, with relationships, especially people that you don't know. First of all, introduce yourself and remember their name. Remember their family's name, their kid's name, their dog's name. If you can remember someone's name, that goes a long way, and it goes a lot farther than I ever thought it did before. Sometimes I have a a real big trouble remembering people's names, but that's just the first step in getting to know someone, right? You introduce yourself to someone, you start talking to them. Sometimes halfway through the conversation, I forget their name, right? And we've all been there. And it's not necessarily because we don't care. It's just how human brains work. We're distracted easily. I mean, have you seen commercials and how distracted we get so easily. It's crazy. But remember people's name and remember their family's name and that will go a long way. Write it down right after the conversation. Just say before the conversation's in, say, you know, that was David, right? That was your name? Yes, yes. And it's okay. It's that first introduction. Be intentional about that. And the second thing is as you are talking to people, ask questions. The number one thing that people love to talk about is themselves. Hands down. (laughs) Ask questions about their lives, what they do. I think people will open up more and more when they see that you're interested and and be genuinely interested, right? I mean, sometimes we don't have time to have two-hour-long conversations, but as you're getting to know people, whether it be in the work environment or in the neighborhood or at school, ask questions about people and you say, hey, you know, um, I noticed that you're putting up at this time, and I noticed you're putting up a Halloween decorations. Like, what's your favorite Halloween movie or what's your favorite part of Halloween or what's your favorite candy? You know, and a lot of these conversations just easily snowball because people want to talk about it. And maybe there's a special story about how they always grew up and it was like a special treat on Friday to always get a Snickers bar or something. And you would have never known that if you didn't ask questions about people's lives. And I think we miss out daily. We talk about this in our church quite often now is we miss out so so much on people because we don't ask questions. We think we're too busy. We don't have time. And really, again, there's power in relationships. There's power in unity. There's power that God wants to see us build and love relationships with people, and and and, and yeah, and build and love and love on people intentionally. And so, uh, I just want to encourage you guys: remember people's names, ask questions. I think that's great for a bonus idea. 
is when you ask those questions, maybe think about what can you do for them as a result. So for instance, as I was getting to know a coworker, I found out that they love the drink, the LaCroix. I think that's how you say it. I think it's like a sparkling flavored water or soda or something. And so the next time we were out and I had to go run to the store or run to, um, to get snacks, I got them one. And it's just about remembering what people say, what they do, how they interact throughout the world, what they like, and just building relationships that way. I mean, it, it, when we build relationships naturally, we don't think about it, right? It just kind of happens. You have stuff in common with people. But some of these other things where you're trying to be intentional, we all of a sudden forget because Jesus is involved. We don't want to fail. We're too scared about failing. Well, let me let me tell you what. If you're just thinking about yourself the whole time you're showing, trying to share Jesus, you're probably going to fail. Jesus is probably going to sit there. He's going to look at you, and he's going to be like, meh. That was a good attempt, but you realize that I'm the ultimate, the omega, the all-powerful. I can you know, touch anyone's heart, but I need you to pray to me, to be obedient, to build those relationships, to show that unity, to show that effort. And you need to also know what I'm trying to do in this world and talk to me about it. And so I think we get all caught up sometimes in that it all falls on us. I mean, we got to remember that there was even people in Jesus' time in front of Jesus' face that still rejected him as the Savior. And so sometimes if sometimes people rejected Jesus, the ultimate witness, how much more do <laughs> you think they might reject us trying to share Jesus? So anyway, I just want to encourage you guys as you build relationships, hopefully you understand the, the gravity of that and, and to pursue relationships, to love people, to love people where they're at, to forgive the church, to forgive your pastors, to forgive those who have hurt you, who are also believers, who are also Christians uh, in the church. Because again, God wants our church to be unified, the big C to be unified among all denominations and, and beliefs within the Christian umbrella. And so... Uh, because we have a we have a powerful story to to share, a powerful story to share. All right. And so again, and then how do I do it? If you've never done it before, remember someone's name. Just simply that goes so far, so easy to do. And then try to ask questions of about their life. Try to think of a next question, like as they're talking, like oh I could ask that, or oh I can ask that. And sometimes it doesn't have to go very far, but just a little interest at least goes a long way. And then the last part is that bonus idea is if you remember what they said, like I, like I did with that soda can, like try to do an action that goes with remembering something about them. Buy them a soda. Um, you know, maybe invite them over for a football game if they like football. I don't know what it may be, but that's obviously up to you and your interactions, all right? So thank you for listening today. Hopefully that encourages you with the power of relationships and what God wants us to do on a daily basis. This is the part where we would tell you to go to our website to learn more information about what we're doing. But since we're a new church, we don't even have a website yet. So just thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you check out the next one.